Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we inbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan. With me is Luke. Hello, Luke. Hello, Jordan. This is, uh, so far, a very, you know, low energy. That was a low energy <laughs> intro, but you know what? Yep. There's there's always my laugh right at the beginning. <laughs> my awkward, <laughs> yeah, hi. <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> it's a little old me. There it is again. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's just like filler. I don't know what else to do. You're just trying to be happy. Yeah. I feel like when you laugh, it just brings happiness out of you. I think so. so. Laugh more. <laughs> Live, love, laugh. I'm sure that's above a lot of people's uh, fireplaces. <laughs> that's uh, one of the uh, ads that keeps playing on Hulu. So I am unfortunate enough to have the ad version of Hulu right now. Mm. And so every gotcha. time I watch, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh oh, the same nice. yeah i know the <laughs> same like I, I don't even remember i guess the show the commercial isn't doing that good a job i don't even remember what it is it's like the ones with the like how to not be like your parents or whatever <laughs> like you really need to live laugh love son whatever it it's fine it's not the worst you know when you're <laughs> it's like the old days like i haven't had commercials like this in the longest time but like Hulu, how it is, it's like the same ones will just keep coming. I can't believe yeah. it. There's so many commercials. I feel like digital ads are that way, especially. Like, I don't remember, you know, I mean, we've talked about this, cut the cord, yada, yada. I don't have to repeat it. But I don't remember when I was on terrestrial cable <laughs> it being that bad. No. But it seems like it seems like you would think like the whole cord cutting thing would have gotten to a point now where like they sell like a normal amount of ads and it like looks like cable does now but like there's so much of a variety on regular tv <laughs> that I there know. isn't on like youtube for instance it's and like, maybe it's because i visit all like similar stuff on youtube like which is mostly cooking well, <laughs> and so they're always like the same people like bought that ad space for those things that, i don't know <laughs> i guess so man i mean it's like they're almost like it's built to pester you into getting going premium or whatever it is like oh yeah maybe if we show him the gmc freaking truck commercial with everyone throwing <laughs> their the back of their you know bed or whatever it is away uh, to get that new fancy that does one. get me yeah yeah you like that you want that I one? Do one i do want that tailgate, that tailgate's uh, pretty sweet. you get that one a lot because uh, uh, that would not sell to you no! <laughs> that's, not, that's not well targeted I don't know. It's not in the market for a truck. I feel like most of them are like not well <laughs> targeted to me. I get a lot of, I get a lot not of, that you wouldn't mind a truck, but no. you're not in the market for a truck. If you want to give me a truck that has like stairs or whatever that unfolds, stairs. sure. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. It's that it's like insurance. A lot of vitamin commercials oh. like cropped up on YouTube for a while. I'm like, what are they uh, saying? Insurance commercials have annoyed me so much. I think insurance is a scam anyways. So it's like, I don't want to be reminded how much you're screwing me every month. I know. Because I know exactly. you're going to bugger your way out of paying me anything. <laughs> Ugh, we're, we're dealing with that right now. We've been dealing with it for two years. Got in that accident. Of course, they're doing everything they can to not pay. Ugh, can't stand it's insurance companies. It's awful. And like how much like insurance, well, why were you talking about this? Whatever. <laughs> and all the times I like insurance, like, oh crap, I need insurance for that too. It's yep. just, man, we are living in an insurance, insurance for your world. shoes. And 
<laughs> oh shoot! Before you Your buy these scooter. Shoes. <laughs> All right, that'll be uh, fifty ninety nine. And um, yep. what kind of insurance do you want to sign up for? <laughs> what for level of protection would you like? Uh, excuse me. We have silver, <laughs> gold, and platinum. <laughs> What's the the cheapest one? I mean, it's this one, but it's barely legal. This doesn't cover even your souls, son. <laughs> you want better level insurance than this. Dang it. Well, it's at least it's legal. Anyways, oh, my gosh. Insurance Jordan, here are the rails. And here's us. Yeah, way, way off of them. <laughs> we went way off of them. Well, we were, we were talking a little about this before. I know. We're really... Let's get to the really important stuff. Like, how you feel like sometimes you're the only one who wants something in like media and entertainment. We're a little bit yep. more topical now. Um, and I, I do this. It's whenever you get into like the niche stuff, or at least the thing you think are super niche. Yeah. I, and not know, always are actually <laughs> as niche as you think. I know. I, I'm still big on physical media. I mean, there's a lot of times where like certain movies, I'm like, I can't find this streaming anywhere. And like, I want to buy it on Blu-ray. I could buy it in HD or whatever, like a yeah. digital copy, but sometimes it'll be this thing where I'm like constantly looking for the Blu-ray release that hasn't been. I like I can name all the times that I've done this. A goofy movie, Prince yep. of Egypt. I remember you doing it then. Vanilla Sky. Wow. Huh. Yeah. And you wouldn't so, think that one. And uh, Seven Brides for Seven Nicole Brothers. Kidman. You wouldn't think that would be a. No, I know. Hard I, one. <laughs> And uh, it's all these had no Blu-ray release and I had to like kind of wait and I'd keep like checking. I'd like go and check to be like, am I the only one who wants this? Come on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. For me, it was that Disney special that I told you about. Mm -hmm. Like my mom got rid of the VHS tape and then it was like so hard to find. It's this Disney Christmas special. And I know everyone's going to tell me, oh, yeah, here it is. No, no. that's not the right Disney Christmas special. I mean, special. it doesn't help that there are like 50 of them. So it's. <laughs> yeah. But there's this one to me that's like a classic collection. There's a lot of them where it's like the Disney little shorts, little yeah. short movies, the chipmunks, you know. And there's like a newer one with like that 3D. Oh, I cannot Ew. stand that yeah, 3D that animation. Gross. It's like, what's the Disney Playhouse or whatever they have like the party thing at when you go to hollywood studios it's like it's a perfect example of that 3d animation it's just oh, oh i hate it. it it just it's i guess it's, it's cutting edge but it, it looks stupid to me yeah it just wasn't there yet <laughs> like it looks good in kingdom hearts these characters look good in kingdom hearts now but what they were trying it just looked that's not mickey mouse you know it's it's like it's not warm or something it's just like it feels like it almost feels like you're playing like an old video game. Exactly. It's like, it's like you're playing like Mist, and they turned it into like a <laughs> Disney thing. Oh, that sounds atrocious. <laughs> Disney. What was Mist? I talking about? Oh, yeah, but it was. It's the old animation style. It's not that one. And yeah, I I could never find that one for the longest time. I think I finally bought it on Voodoo. I'll look through somehow. The Disney Movie Club. I. It's something I'm a part mm -hmm. of. Unfortunately, like cost me more like unfortunately i don't want to i don't want to talk Isn't about it up disney. to you <laughs> it is up to me i don't want to talk about the disney movie club it's weird okay <laughs> it's a weird 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 service that i still to this day don't fully understand and it's been two years <laughs> you're still in there yeah but i only own a goofy <laughs> movie on blu-ray because it's a disney movie club exclusive oh my there gosh. are several of these 
several dozens. So why wouldn't dozens. you just buy them and then you'd be done? That's the question, isn't it, Luke? <laughs> no, they do. Oh my gosh, Jordan. There's other things. I can't get all the stuff at once. There's a lot of other ones. Like I also got uh, the mu three musketeers. Remember that one, Chris O'Donnell. Oh yeah, Keith mm -hmm. Sutherland, and uh, Return to Oz. Horrifying. I feel like that's like one of my earliest memories of like an action movie. Oh man, was that Three Musketeers? I was like, Same. I came out of that just pumped. I mean, you probably would remember when that release date was, but no, no. we were both pretty young then. <laughs> Not that, and normal. I just. I mean, I, I would guess I was like 12, 13 or something when that movie came out. And I just came out of it just like, oh, that was fun. It was like... And I didn't know that story then. So it was all like super new for me. That was my introduction to the Three Musketeers yeah. as well. The Brian Adams song, just yep. make it all for one and all for love. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but now... That's what the that song was about. Exactly. <laughs> now I'm looking for what about Bob on Blu-ray. It still is yet to have a Blu-ray release. That's every other one that I mentioned before. Blu-ray really? release. What about Bob? Is yet what about Bob is a Disney movie? No, 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 no. Sorry, no. It, that's the um, the next one. I'm like constantly oh, like gotcha. looking up and yeah. trying to be like, how about now? Huh. How about now? Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, I right? guess I watched it on DVD. I, I I watched it for the first time only like a couple years ago. Of, my coworker actually lent me his uh, his DVD, and I watched it. I'm sorry. What did you think of What About Bob? It's a good movie. I love What About Bob. It's really Bob. funny. Yeah. It's like I, I, I remember watching it as a kid. My mom brought home the VHS of What About Bob, and I was like, what is this? I what don't want to watch mommy? this. Yeah, mama. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bob? What about Power Rangers? That's what I want. I don't know. I always go British, and then I pull you into it. Yeah, we're all here now. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's funnier. <laughs> all right. Okay. Luke, what have you been watching slash playing slash I'm sorry to everyone for all that. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not everyone, but it's fine to me. I mean. I'm I'm going to do something a little different. I'm just going to like <laughs> run through things, because I'm just going to forget and not mention them next week. So just a few things here. 21 Pilots. All right. New single with two songs. It's called Choker. And then the other... Uh, open. Open. The other one's Shy Away. Choker's, Choker's pretty good. They're both good songs. I mean, those guys are great. Yeah. Uh, Manchester Orchestra released a full album called The Million Masks of God. I actually haven't listened to that yet, but uh, I'm just excited that they <laughs> released stuff. I just, gonna. I've loved those guys for a long time. Uh, the band Camino, which I've recommended, I yeah. think at least a couple times, released a single with three songs. I love, like, what what are albums anymore, Jordan? It's there's like albums, mm. singles, EPs. I, they call this a single, but I would call it an EP because it's got <laughs> three songs. But like, at least one of these songs was already released on another album, so it's like I don't even know what to call it. It's, <laughs> it's getting weird. worse. I mean, there's something that's happening that's infuriating okay that's a little bit it's <laughs> confounding i'll say that where like a band will they're leading up to their full release they're leading up to their full album but and it's common they'll release singles leading up to it right that happens all yeah. the time but yeah. floor did this thing where it's like they like the singles would build on top of each other yep. and it would be like here's that's what's happening with the band camino and here's this oh, yep. oh, 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 yep. oh. <laughs> it was roses 
Then it was the last cigarette. And now it's Sorry Mom. That's the newest one I was about to talk about. Yeah. But what's on Sorry Mom? Roses. Yeah. One last cigarette. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't do that. Don't it, do that. Yeah. Release a single with one song. That's fine. It's like about this that. Whole, like curating content kind of thing now where it's like kind of blurring the lines. I, it's strange. It it becomes about like, well, we got to have content. We got to have things out there. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. Roses was by itself in 2020. Then one last cigarette came out this year earlier with roses and one last cigarette. And now, yeah. <laughs> It's powering up. Told you, but ridiculous. The album's powering up. Here it comes. And then the last one I'll say is uh, Billie Eilish. She's she's building up to her album, and I'm excited. I, I watched that Apple TV uh, special, you know, about her, and I just I think she she I don't know if it's her producer brother whatever, but just they've done this thing where she's like, okay, I'm gonna say it. she's the biggest star in the world right now. Like yeah. she's she's it. Like she's the biggest name in pop music, pretty much. There's other stars, but she's like the one that everybody knows right now. And they've done this cool thing where like releasing that special, the stuff she puts out on Instagram, she gives you this like intimate feel. And I like that about her. Like she, her Instagram posts are not curated. You can tell it's just like, you know, I'm sure they're helping her. I mean, somebody with 80 million <laughs> Instagram subscribers. There's no, going to no, be no. like Don't people behind that. it, but <laughs> it, it feels very much just like she took a picture and posted it. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel bad for her because I feel like her constant struggle is like her image and all that. And I just, I feel bad that like a girl has to deal with that, but yeah, I think she's I handling that. it as well as she can. And she like, she just makes you feel like a buddy who like is really good at music and you get to listen to, the stuff she records and so for that reason i i like her and i mean you've already said like she just makes great music she just yeah. she's a good artist and i just feel bad all that pressure is being put on her but she's really good absolutely I so agree. she's got a new song is what all that talk was yeah leading up to so i think it's your power was the name of it yeah your power i think she should come out like what she should do leading up to the release of uh, the new James Bond movie, just do a remix, right? Just do a remix to be like, hey, that could be cool. Remember this to breathe some new life into this song that's been out yeah. for for over a year or whatever. That could be a cool way to kind of make it not yeah. awkward, you know? That could be cool. Um, I've been listening to. Okay, so like I have a strange relationship with rap. It's not my thing. I get how a lot of people like it. It generally I have a lot of tro trouble with, you know, I have to I feel like I have to relate on a certain level to some of the music I listen to. I don't I can't really relate to to being famous. I can't relate to getting a bunch of women, having a bunch of money, <laughs> or killing people. I don't know. I can't <laughs> that's, you know, very uh, broad strokes there. I know there's a lot of stuff out there. And so I've been listening to Lecrae a little bit. He is a uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it, positive rap and clean rap and Christian rap has a kind of bad stigma, but he does it really well. Uh, I've listened to him a little bit. He, uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I don't like all the stuff, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. He kind of had to branch out a little bit into the mainstream because uh, they used his music uh, several times in uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. The game opens with it and closes with it, has a midway hmm. through with it. He's, feet, he's the featured that. artist. That's cool in that game and it, it, it's awesome and like playing that game it was like 
oh my gosh, this is so cool. I love this song. This beat's awesome. It's guys, you know, it, it, and so I, that's kind of made me like launch into it and like listen to Lecrae a little bit more. It's uh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. This um, is my time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, how about you? What up? Anything uh, you've been playing or watching, looking at? Man. I don't know if there's art. I got about Lecrae. <laughs> yeah, right? Awesome. I'm listening <laughs> to it right now. That's great. I'll have to listen to this whole album. Some good stuff on here. Mm-hmm. Um, really not a lot, honestly. Um, I finished up the Falcon Winter Soldier. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, yeah. Finally got to go to the movies with uh, with you. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's talk about it. You want to talk about Got that? Got to see quick? nobody. Yeah. We saw nobody. <laughs> we did. At yeah. uh, yeah. It's a good experience. It uh, just like talking about theater. You know, you had gotten to talk about your first experience back, and uh, mm-hmm. I got there a little earlier than you, and got to stand in line, get some popcorn, get a soda, and pretty busy. Pretty busy. You know, probably. Maybe fifteen people in line for popcorn. Like, it's Tuesday night, should mention. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I think a lot of this is built up demand. So I don't know how much is going to like stay, you know, in the coming yeah months, and especially you know in the long term. But uh, in the short term, I think it's all really good. Um, yeah, I just I, I'll be interested to see like how people's like routines develop you know, as we figure out what the world is like now and how things have changed, like tastes and stuff after having a time when, you know, just things weren't available like the movies or, you know, shopping in stores like for a while wasn't available. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I just heard like some report that the final numbers, like like the big corporations like, filed their final numbers so now we have all the numbers from 2020 and so like now you can like look over that whole year and see how it compared to like 2019 you know and really see the exact differences and how the quarantine changed things um so i haven't dug into how that specifically was for the movie theaters i mean obviously it's not going to be good but for instance like what happened when they reopened there for a little while like Mm -hmm. It obviously wasn't good, but how bad was it? I, you know, I don't know. I'd yeah. be interested to know. So, yeah, um, overall, you know, I think it it wasn't super busy in there. You know, we're spaced out, so it was a little hard to tell how many people were in our theater, but it was probably close to capacity. It's Like I said, it's hard to tell when you can't reach capacity because of the seating with the, the spacing of the seating, um, but... Uh, I think we were pretty close, you know, mm-hmm. at least 75%. And like you said, it's a Tuesday, so it's good pretty signs. Good. Shout out to our crowd. Shout out. I'm sure you're listening. Audience yep. of the uh, 730 of screening <laughs> last Tuesday of Nobody. <laughs> Remember us down there? We were in the D row. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, no, they were super, you know, again, it, it's nice when, when you come out of a movie experience and everyone is just tuned into the movie. They're there to watch the movie. We're laughing together. We're just like kind of cheering together. It, it's, it's great. You're not, there's no one talking on the phone. No one talking about, you know, something else. It, it, it's good. When it, when it hits right, I love it. Like that's when yeah. I'm like, I love this. Like I really do. 
Yeah, and there were Yeah, it it was a movie where there was an interesting mix of like loud stuff but then there was some quiet stuff, so it it was one where I think if people had been talking you would have noticed. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't a John Wick where it was almost constantly like yeah. either music or gunfire. Yeah, there was there was a mix of both. Um so why don't, why don't we switch it up a little bit? Jordan, give me your overall thoughts on this movie. Nobody. Okay, so we're, we're you know, we're talking about two things today. So we're not going to do a big spoiler thing on nobody, but definitely excited to give my opinion on nobody because I feel like this is a movie that's going to fly right under the radar, right under there. I had to kind of seek it out yeah. to like understand what this movie was. I saw the tra- uh, poster, but I didn't see the trailer. It's not like all over the place. And I've just kind of started hearing there, like seeing the trailer pop up on like uh, social media platforms and stuff like that. And but this is <laughs> okay. So I'm going to describe it in the least flattering terms and try to work up from there. This is a John Wick type, a movie. I don't want. It's not a John Wick copycat. I don't think it is. One of the the director is uh, the guy who did uh, Hardcore Henry, and I think one of the John Wick guys that is even like involved somewhere in there but it's the classic badass dude going around and who has like a family settled down something happens and it's time to blow everyone away you know (laughs) but this movie has a different style the main character and bob odenkirk i think brings something very different and very likable that uh, is different than what keanu reeves does and it makes it feel wholly unique i'm not going to say that like if you don't like John Wick, you'll like this. But if you like John Wick, check this out too. I think it'll give you something different. It does not feel yeah. it's not like a recycled John Wick. It's not nothing like that. It just feels like kind of like just a new genre or something. You know, there's a lot. There used to be like a lot of these types of things back in the 90s and 80s when you'd be like, oh, it's that type of thing. But there were a lot of different variations, and I think this is one of them. It has a little bit more comedy and a little bit more a different feel to it but uh i highly enjoyed it i thought it i thought it kicked us all sorts of ass like honestly i was yeah i was having a fun time the whole way through uh great music great performances a lot of like faces that i haven't seen before popping up like christopher lloyd and i think you you nudged me when you saw michael ironside pop up in the credits and i was like i know i was like he's still acting yeah i know he was only a voice actor now yeah um bob odenkirk thought he was only a splinter cell dude now (laughs) (laughs) bob odenkirk was great in this he uh had a i see i haven't seen breaking bad so you're gonna have to tell me your feelings toward towards the man seeing him in this kind of role i know he was saul in that he had a spinoff but i thought he was great in this a pretty long running spinoff as well it it mm -hmm. did really well and it was great i i never finished it i need to it's something I need to go back to, but it was a great show. Yeah, um, kind of going back to what you were saying, it's it's very um, it's very John Wickish in the action, and also in the like you just have like you kind of said a badass guy in moments, but that's what's kind of interesting. It's like he's not at all times a John Wick. Um, you know, at times he's a family man, <laughs> he's a worker, he's just a a man's man, um, just an everyday man. Um, but he also has that feeling that John Wick has where it's like, he feels very much 
untouchable, but at the same time touchable. It's yeah. kind of an interesting balance where it's like, you know, he's going to win. He's going to kick the crap out of these people, but he also gets hit like a bunch and he gets injured. <laughs> and just like John Wick, I mean, everybody knows John Wick gets tore up, but like he gets back up every time, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though sometimes it's absolutely ridiculous that he got back up. <laughs> Especially yeah. that number three movie, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean that that fight on like the bus, like it was it to me that was like if if somebody could just like see that fight, it's like, look, if you like this, you're gonna like the whole movie, yeah, because that's like that's a good example of how the action is. And if you haven't seen the movie, obviously you don't know what I'm talking about. But it's just a it's a cool, I would say, fairly original way of filming. Um, a movie where with the action and also with the uh, the storytelling, how there's like a lot of fast forwarding. It's very tight. Um, we've talked about this before where it's like the storytelling is like only the important beats are being hit in each scene. Like when he goes in to see his father in the one scene, like it like shows like these little snippets of what happened and then it gets right down to the conversation. I love yes. that. It's like, Exactly. Like, don't waste your time with the slowly come in, pull up a chair. And, <laughs> How you doing, Pop? No, it's like it's like boop, 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 and then like this yeah. is what's happening. I got to do this, and then he's on to the next scene. And I love that. It's like there's no reason in an action movie to have like these long like drama scenes, and yeah, it's like I, certain like really movies. <laughs> They'll be making a movie like this and all of a sudden they think they're the Coen brothers and start like, you're like, wait, this doesn't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That doesn't yeah. happen here. Uh, so. The Coen brother, that's a good example of when it does work. Uh, yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a perfect example of, you know, there will be blood or something. It's like, that's when action mixed with like incredible drama works really well, but that's not that. So don't be that. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think Bob Odenkirk could pull that kind of stuff off, but, that's not what this movie is. It's it leans completely into the action, and it's just uh, I'm like it's it's hard for me to not say this is my favorite action movie I've ever seen. It's oh. it's really close. It's like I loved this. I I love the John Wick stuff so good, but like there were things about Nobody that they did that I almost liked better, like the stuff with the trash and like mm -hmm. the morning routine. It's just like was so endearing to who Hutch, <laughs> the lead character, is. Yeah. And yeah, if, if you haven't seen this movie, you have to see this movie. It's, it's it. amazing. I mean, for me, it's a nine nine five. It's a nine five. It's it's not a ten, but it's it's a nine five. It's just amazing. I'm with so you, good, so good. I think I'm right there with you on this. The movie. best movie I've seen in a long time. See, when I watched the trailer, I was like, I'm gonna like this movie. I, uh, I liked it way more than I even thought I was going to like it. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I don't mean to... I've been done wrong by, by trailers <laughs> yeah. too many times. Yeah. It, again, I'm, a, I'm scared not enough people are going to see this and it's going to be forgotten because yeah. of the time that it's coming out and maybe some under promotion. So, <laughs> as you said, you just got to. You just got to. You got to see Please it. Please see this movie. Yeah. It deserves, yeah. It deserves eyeballs I think I'm going to buy it. this movie and I never buy movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. High praise for both of us. That's great. Glad to see it. Glad to see it. First experience back at the movies, Luke. And it's a good yep. one. Yep. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk that, about? That's that's really all I got. I mean, I, I've been okay. playing my normal games, but nothing, 
nothing different. Got a couple things here. Um, so a lot of animation I'm watching. I mean, nothing that new here, but a lot of animation. Every single thing I'm watching is an animation thing. I'm still playing uh, near uh, Replicant, another 15 hours into that, but I'll let you know when I'm finished. Um, so uh, movie came on Netflix called The Mitchells versus the Machines. I don't have anything spectacular to say about it. It was just a really good, um, an, like it's the same team, Lord Miller. It's the same team that brought uh, Lego movie and uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. It's a very mm -hmm. similar uh, animation style as Into the Spider-Verse, except for like that choppy comic book thing isn't there. Um, it's really good. It's great. It's uh, just to kind of be brief about it. If there's something that is uh, being done in a lot of, uh, a lot of animated movies now these days they everyone wants the gut punch like the emotional gut punch and it pisses me off when they try and it just doesn't work at all this does a good job because it like it does this thing where like you know how lego movie it's just insane insane comedy insane yeah. like premise all that stuff and you got to be really careful to do that try that gut punch because it can feel so silly if the rest of the movie is so silly and then you're trying to make me cry but these guys just have a way of doing it it's just a it, mm -hmm. it they bring it down to the like the stuff is so out there, but the emotional stuff is so grounded in the family aspect. The whole father, you know, and daughter kind of scenario is it's very good as someone who's not even a father yet. I'm like, I'm touched by this stuff, but it's on Netflix. It's one of those things that was supposed to come to the theaters. It was originally called Connected, but now it's uh, they renamed it the Mitchells versus the Machines. I think that's probably a little bit more of an appealing name, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. Check it out if you're in the mood. Good family flick. Um, these next two are animated, but they are not family flicks. Um, I finished Invincible. That wrapped up its first season on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Um, I, I talked about it a little bit after the uh, first couple episodes that aired. And now that it's finished, man, this is probably one of this is probably my favorite superhero show so far i don't know if we're counting mm. like marvel stuff but this is great like i'm wow. having so much fun with it i mean caveat that it is brutal it is so is it prime violent. it's on amazon prime yeah it's a prime original um this is just great stuff it's based on a robert kirkman comic book the guy who wrote uh walking mm -hmm. dead but th this is just great i mean it the thing that it does that impresses me, it goes to some dark places, but it's not miserable. Like The Walking Dead is miserable. It's dark all the time. You hate your <laughs> life. It's miserable. This is not that but miserable. But it's good. But it's good <laughs> sometimes. It was. This is this like has a hopeful feel to it. You like the characters, which is something. You like the freaking characters. You're not everyone's despicable. Yeah. Like the boys can kind of fall into that where you just kind of feel like you hate everyone. Um and it just feels kind of nasty sometimes, which is fine. But this has a hopeful feel to it as well. But it can get downright vicious with its brutality. Um, if you're down for that, I highly recommend this one. It's it's like it does things like at first with like the superhero stuff. We're like, we've, I've seen all this before. But as it quickly as it goes into it, you're like, wow, they're doing some stuff with a genre that like can seem tired at times. And really making it feel fresh, which is impressive. Very impressive. Star-studded cast. Voice acting is supreme. This thing just got um, renewed for two more seasons, at least. And so, uh, 
Happy it's continuing. Very happy with this first season. Oh, another interesting thing. Each episode's an hour or like, you know, 40 something minutes to 50 minutes, which is unique for an animated uh, mm-hmm. show. Usually they're like almost always, yeah. you know, 22 minutes or 30 minutes right. or whatever. So, but I feel like th- this feels, that feels right for this show. It really does. It feels like it does everything it needs to do within that, at that time frame. And I'm just, yeah, great. Uh, I was always every week. I've been very excited to check this out. I watch it week to week to week, and I'm excited for what they have to bring next. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, Luke, are you ready for a little bit of uh, an education in uh, <laughs> uh, in the into the world? A, a little another glimpse. Every now and then, you get a glimpse into the world of weird weirdo animes <laughs> with Jordan. Are you ready for another weirdo anime? I don't know if I am. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know if I am. I'm gonna be honest. But like, <laughs> there are genres in animes. It's weird. Like, animes are almost self aware in in a certain way where it's like you know how we talked about how there's the John Wick type or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's that in anime, but to extremely specific very specific and strange degree like hmm. okay I, I forgot what it's called there's a japanese word for it but there is a there is a genre of anime that is all about check this out a boy or a girl or whatever is in the real world like you and me something happens either a flash or they get hit by a car and they wake up in another world and they're just mm. in another world. Like if you mm. got hit by a bus and then all of a sudden you're in Skyrim or whatever, <laughs> like that, <laughs> that sort of deal. And that uh, old trope, <laughs> that old trope. There's a bunch of these apparently. Mm. Um, this is the first, this is my first f- foray into this. It's called ReZero. Okay, hold on. Sorry. This is one of those with a long title. ReZero, R-E-Zero, starting life in another world. And so this huh. is on uh, HBO Max, which is weird. I've never watched an anime before on HBO Max. Um, but what a weird freaking thing this show is. It's like a boy just like flashes into basically a fantasy world. He's like doing nothing. That all There's like no like build up to it. Like the first scene, boom. Hey, oh, what? <laughs> I'm in this weird fantasy world. And he's like kind of self-aware. He's like. Oh, where's the, you know, like one of the tropes is like, there's some hot girl or whatever that's going to show him around. And so he's like, where's the hot girl that's going to show me around. It's so I'm reading the synopsis. <laughs> yeah. And like it, the show starts off and I'm like, oh boy, I know what this is. Every girl's going to love them. It's like one of those fantasies for like dudes to watch and be like, oh, look at all the hot girls that are falling <laughs> over him. And it kind of feels that way at first. There's a lot of flirting and all that stuff. And there's some action here and there. But and I'm like watching and I'm like this is written pretty well. I'm enjoying it. But all I wanted to talk to it. I wouldn't have talked about this show because I've up until now though. Because <laughs> I've never seen a show do this and I think you only get this sort of thing in anime where the tone can all of a sudden flip right on top of its head. Just like yeah. in a way that I was like <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> it, it is ridiculous how this show goes from happy-go-lucky fun time, a bunch of endearing characters laughing and having a bunch of goofy moments to, oh my God, this is some of the <laughs> darkest crap I've ever seen. It Because like what this show does, it combines two tropes, 
the boom, I'm in another world. And it does the Groundhog Day thing. Mm. It does the Groundhog Day thing where you die, right. boom, you're back. That's how it works with him. You can continue forward into time, but if you die, you go back like a little ways. Or, something or as like most that. people know it, the Palm Springs thing. Oh, of course, the Palm <laughs> Springs thing. Or maybe the uh, live, die, repeat, slash edge of tomorrow, yeah. slash whatever you want to call it thing. Um, <laughs> but man, this show can be so like ridiculously over the top dark because when, you know, like... It's I almost commend it for this because most of these um, type of things, Groundhog Day things, they almost make it comical, like in Happy Death Day. Whenever they die, it's like, oh, you know, jump yeah. in front of the bus. Yeah. Oh, whoop, okay. Oh, I need to try over. Jump off a cliff. But they make death feel weighty. Like this kid does not want to die. Dying sucks and you never get used to it. And they keep finding horrible things to do to this kid. And it's not funny. <laughs> it is awful. And he'll like, <laughs> really start to like these people and see them murdered brutally. And it, it's just, and and then all of a sudden they build up. And yet and, you continued to watch it. I know. Like I, there was a thing that happened once it, I like something insanely dark happened. And like, basically uh, this isn't a spoiler because the kid dies all the time, but how it happens. One of his loved ones was in his arms dead and like, Hell basically freezes over and he freezes solid and his head falls off. <laughs> Credits roll over that image as snow is falling on top of his head. And I laugh. I couldn't. It's not supposed to be funny. It's not funny. But I just like, I can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> the absurdity and the audacity of it. <laughs> But somehow it's good. Somehow they'll do that and then they'll settle down and slowly build back up to being like this optimistic kind of cheery show. <laughs> it's so... That is so strange. It's insane. It is crazy. Like, my wife isn't really watching this one with me. Uh, she's kind of just usually playing Switch and I'm like watching it. She'll like glance up and be like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But... Uh, I don't I don't even know if I recommend this one. It definitely if you're like listening to this, you're like, oh, I got to check out this anime thing. I mean, I don't, don't start with this, <laughs> but I had to talk about it. I had to talk about it after I saw that episode where the head fell off and the credits rolled. I was like, God bless anime. I've never seen this crap before. I can't believe it. <laughs> ReZero people. All right. Oh, I'm boy. done. That's what I got. <laughs> You ready to talk about some Falcon Winter Soldier? Sure. Let's do it. <sighs> Sorry. I feel like <laughs> I, I, I got a lot off there. Be just watching this alone. I feel like <laughs> yeah. a lot of pent up emotions. You need somebody to yell at. Yeah. <laughs> a mic. What a did mic. we just see? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? What? All right. So, um, Falcon Winter Soldier. I mean, uh, it's been done for like over a week, but we wanted to talk about Mortal Kombat first. gave uh, gave us a chance to like kind of recoup and you know catch up on it and everything. So, uh, but yeah, it's over. I I, I kind of get the feeling I don't. I'm not gonna have quite as much to say about this one as I did with Wandavision. But uh, why don't you start us off this time, Luke? What What are your thoughts on uh, Falcon Winter Soldier? Oh, oh, this show. Um, I don't know. I'm very mixed coming away from it. It's hard for me to say 
bad things, but at the same time, I'm not crazy about it. It's just, I don't know. It says a lot in the last two episodes that they didn't say a lot in the first four. So, yeah, I was very mixed. Like, it's obviously, they they talk about racial issues basically the entire last two episodes, okay. along with a little bit of a like political um, commentary, basically on like refugees and like immigration and. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I it, hear you. It feels to me like it just leaned too much in the political statements. I think it's just the thing that we kind of talked about this last week about how like the Oscars is preachy. I think, you know, these issues are very complicated and mm -hmm. I don't like when an actor gets up on stage and presents something and says a thing as a statement as if like, if you don't agree with this, you're an idiot and you're worthless. I hate it when people do that. It's like, no, these these issues are much more complicated and it needs more of a conversation for there really to boil down to like the meat of the issue. And for you to make like a statement against like borders or immigration or like being black in America. And you know, I'm a white man, so I'm not gonna act like I know what that's like, but I know that it's complicated. <laughs> like I know enough about the issues to know that they're mm -hmm. complicated and for that reason, I never like it when media gets preachy because I think they just present their opinion and it's just like, here it is. If you don't agree with it, yeah. screw you. And, you know, it's not that they did that, but they definitely presented an opinion and that was a little bit how the way I took it. It was like, here it is. This is what you should think. And I don't completely agree with the opinion that they put out in that show. And for that reason, I was kind of disappointed in the show because I know they were trying to go in a new direction. They were trying to like tell this like smaller story and they wanted to put out their opinion and that's fine. I just don't think it's the place for that. I just, I just don't think it's the place for that. I think that's something that is better done as a conversation and not done as something that you're preaching at people. And yeah, I, I guess, you know, there's a lot of good things about this, but I couldn't, come on here and talk about this show without addressing that it's such yeah. a big thing of those last two episodes and i just got done watching both of them like an hour before this so it's like super fresh in my mind and yeah i don't know how much we wanted to get into it but no we could definitely very much was like a huge part of the last two episodes it was a part of the show before that but yeah yeah i don't I think as much I definitely got some stuff to say about that for sure. Um, I'll probably wade into a little bit more when we talk spoilers because that's where a lot of my uh, opinions on that lie where I don't feel like I can talk about it. And, and I feel like most of the time it's like, I will say this before I talk about my opinion on the show overall. I feel like most of the time it feel it does feel ham fisted, which it's one thing to feel preached at. And then it's another thing where it's, it's you're preached at and it's ham fisted. And I'm like, not very much thought was put into the way this is done either. So it's like, yeah, it, that made me feel like it was kind of slapped on as well, which obviously isn't a feeling you want to get for any themes that you have in a story. Um, how I felt about the show is in general, though, I liked it. Um, I felt like there were a few highs, but mostly I felt like I was kind of just like vaguely enjoying it. I feel like through most of the episodes, I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, that's cool. Then, okay. 
All right. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's I really, really didn't cool. like the like main like protagonist of this or antagonist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just didn't like the whole like organization. I just I didn't feel like they were very intriguing. And then the one like young lady that's like leading it up. I just I didn't think she really <laughs> brought a lot to the table with the acting or maybe it was the, the, the line she was given. It just she was. She felt like they were very much trying to make you care about her, but I didn't come away caring about her, like her side of things. Yeah, I, I think Luke, far and away, the, that's Carly. the yeah, the flag smashers is the worst part of the show. Like, I think far and away, by far the worst part of the show. I feel like that there's there's multiple like kind of antagonizing things at least through most of the show. I feel like. One of them is done pretty well, but the whole Flag Smashers thing and Carly, uh, you just don't connect. You don't feel. Well, and I feel like that's part of the preaching at us because I feel like the reason they put that in was so that they could have that discussion about mm -hmm. country borders and immigration. and. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's just dive into it. I think we're pretty, um, I, I'm, I think we're not, Either of us are hot on the show. You probably less so, but let, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into spoilers, 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 spoilers. Yeah, I thought that like the whole because it's one thing. Like honestly, when at at the end there, when Sam Wilson was giving his his speech, there's one side of me that's like, I like that he's giving a speech. I do like that he's giving a speech on something. It's cool, Captain America thing that he's doing. But the content, I'm like. Honestly, it felt I, like he was rambling, didn't it? I stopped paying it was attention. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I lost track of it. And I'm like, he's having an important conversation, but I don't really but it didn't feel like he feel... ever got anywhere. It was like he was saying yeah. the same thing in different ways. Do something. I uh, yeah, I fix it. I, I didn't really catch get the weight of it. Honestly, there was no like solution. Like, this is what you need to do. He never yeah. got to that yeah. point. It was just like who is in the room with you when you're having these discussions? Other people like you. And it was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. you want us to bring like all the immigrants into the room and have a discussion with them? Like, yeah. what is your solution to that? Like, of course, yeah. there's always going to be the leaders in the room figuring this. It was stuff like that. It was like, I don't even like, what, what are you trying to get at? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I thought that like uh, it was just poorly explored this whole like thing as like uh as an issue and as kind of like your themes and as like and as antagonists i thought the flag smashers were poorly explored them as a gateway into talking about um talking about uh like immigration or uh, refugees or whatever that was just poorly explored in a way where i'm like i'm not really latching on to any of this i honestly don't really know what you're trying to say honestly which is like it's like this weird thing where it's like there's a solution and you you, you know and i'm just like i you could I, very much feel like it was that point at which normally they would pan away and go to like the ending scenes and instead they stayed on anthony mackie and they purposely wrote up this speech mm -hmm. and it's like i i doubt i agree with their opinion on it and i also didn't feel like they even made a full statement i think i know what they were trying to say but they definitely didn't say it very well yeah, that's and that's mainly and it just what I'm saying. Didn't you know? end up doing anything, is what it felt like to me. 
It's like there are times when I'm watching a movie and there there might be saying something I disagree, but if it's said well, I can be moved by it and still at the end of the day disagree and be like, okay, well, at least it was well done. But yeah. with this, I feel like... That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, it's like I can still be moved by something I disagree with, but it has to be moving at least. And, and if not, then I'm just like sitting there like, what are you doing? And that's kind of what I felt like with the whole this whole the whole subplot of this. Like they didn't... I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but it, it was just maybe one too many things. I don't know. I think that is a thing with this show. There's a lot of things. They're doing a lot here. Like, I think WandaVision was kind of yeah. more focused in a way where it felt like they had a few things Definitely. they had to do, you know, and they and they did them. This had like a lot. They had to set up Cap. They had to set up uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America, which honestly I thought they did very well. At the end, I thought he was awesome. I thought he looked the part. Yeah. He was doing some really cool things. I like just kind of his persona, yeah. him saving people. Really cool. Uh, they accomplished yeah. that. I'm excited. I'm excited for Captain America Four. It was definitely the high point of the show. Was the action scenes. I mean, it was classic Marvel. It was just set up really well, and you got some mm-hmm. good, great moments. They accomplished that in a so they they accomplished that. Honestly, I felt like Bucky. I don't know. I I, I don't. I he played I like a little him. too much on the sidelines, didn't he? Yeah, That's what I think I liked him, but I don't. I, I didn't get the feeling that he came full circle into something into where he's something new. Where it's like you can change uh, Falcon into Captain America at the at the end credit scene, and you're like, yeah. But if you change Winter Soldier into anything, you'd be like, okay. Like if you apparently there was the discussion about changing him to the White Wolf, and then I'd be like, well, where? What does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my biggest annoyance with the Winter Soldier, Bucky, whatever you want to say, is like the Winter Soldier was presented to us as this like bad to the bone superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have the serum, but he was bad to the bone and he used that arm in like incredible way. And Captain America Winter Soldier is one of the high points of all the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have this Bucky in this show who's like not half the man that the winter soldier was in the other show. And like, yeah, I know like he was brainwashed and all this, but he should still be like that strong. He should still be that fast. He should still have those abilities. And I don't feel like he showed it at all. It just was like, I never felt like he was, you know, the winter soldier of your, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I get. I think I I agree with that. It's something I was thinking during the duration of the show. I think they're having a hard time kind of spinning him into being a hero, and not you know some sort of shady kind of figure where you're like you don't know what he's doing. Uh, like those scenes in Cat in, in Winter Soldier and the scenes in a uh, uh, Civil War, I felt like you're like man, he is awesome. But here it's like, and also in like. Uh, Infinity War and Civil and uh, Endgame, the little that he was in those movies, mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, he's there. You know what I mean? And with this, I mean, there's some cool moments. I mean, this actor is doing a really good job. That scene when he's in Wakanda and he gets deprogrammed, that was an emotional scene where he's like, when he's like breaking down, remembering everything, and he's realizing that he's not under control anymore. That was really good. And he's a good actor, but I think they didn't really do a great job making him look. Like, yeah, I'm excited about Winter Soldier or Bucky Barnes or White Wolf or the White Wolf or whatever you want to call him. I didn't feel like, I'm, see, I left the show hyped and ready to see uh, Captain America 4, but I, I'm not like chomping at the bit 
to see Bucky Barnes again. I'm not saying I don't want to see him. Yeah. I'm saying I'm not like, oh boy, Winter Soldier or Bucky. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. And it feels like they built up a character that should be that. It should be one that you're looking forward to and you do want to see more of. And yeah, it just felt like the ball has been dropped for him. Yeah, I agree. It's not bad. It's, that's the thing. It's not bad. I just feel no. like it's not it, what it could be. It's not, not, yeah, not nearly what, what it could be. Um, I want, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, John Walker. What did you think about John Walker? He just, I don't know. He just frustrated me. I just, I don't know if I just don't like the actor. It may be as simple as that, but he just, I don't know. He made me feel dirty. I just didn't like <laughs> him. <laughs> I just really didn't like him. And like, I, I understand why they use that guy. And like, he's a complicated character that you're supposed to, you know, kind of have mixed feelings about you know especially in the beginning i think you're supposed to not like him and then you're supposed to like start to understand him then hate him and then you're supposed to be like okay i understand where he fits in now but i just i came away not liking him at all like through pretty much the whole thing and even at the end it's just like i don't really want to see him return again so (laughs) i just didn't like his character and i don't know didn't like him so I think this is probably where we diverge the most. He's one of my favorite parts of the show. Ugh. I think I know. I Sorry know. I, that. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, I just kind of like there was a part in the show where I was like, I was not feeling him, not feeling him. And then the one show where I think he was featured the most is when he goes, you know, berserk and he kills a man. I, you know, I thought they did the what they needed to do to build up a villain to make me feel like I understand his emotions, even though he's not talking about it and he is going off the deep end because of those emotions, those, that inadequacy, the like uh, imposter syndrome and like that part where he's like fighting <laughs> the Dormelage and he's getting his butt handed to him. And he's like, you know, they weren't even super soldiers or whatever. I'm like, yeah, he is about to lose his mind. I feel like that insecurity that he has or whatever. But- the- they kind of are at the same time. Yeah, they kind of are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, they basically are. But yeah, like it's like a whole race of like super soldiers. Yeah, basically. the Wakandans are just like warriors yeah. that are just like ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but regardless, I felt that line. And then you know when he loses, um, Battlestar. I forgot. I forget the uh, his actual name. But when he dies, I'm like, ooh, you know, and I. I, I, you that's see his name, Battlestar. Yeah, that's he says it like once, and it's like laughed off. <laughs> but, okay, but yeah. yeah, you're right. I see it in the credits, Battlestar. Yeah, <laughs> don't even have his name from the show. They just have Battlestar. Really? They say his name a lot more often. Than I know they, say they Battlestar. do. I know. It oh might be just gosh. an IMDb thing. Yeah, but either way, I, 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 some reason I really enjoyed his character. You know, Lamar. I didn't. Lamar, thank you. Yeah, I was trying to think of that line because when it says like, because uh, he says it in that one dramatic part where he's like, killing him had no worth or something. It's like you thought Lamar's life had no worth or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I liked him. Uh, not the best Marvel Marvel villain, but <laughs> I-, I thought he is it, he a villain though. Yeah, he's kind of like he's, hmm. he plays a villain for most of it. I'll say he has a part where he turns around towards the end where he's uh yeah i didn't i didn't know what but he was gonna do that he's in that not moment. really a villain though i mean he's he's doing 
he's pursuing the same enemy as them. He's doing it more adjacent. I think antagonist would probably be the, the best way to put it. Antagonist meaning he's not evil, but he is uh, impeding our heroes in a way to where... But sort of. He's not standing in their way. He's he's trying to do it, and they want to do it their way. He wants to do it his way. Yeah. And so it's like more like they're kind of like going like this, like bumping into each other as they go in the same direction. So yeah, I don't meaning, know. It's kind of a different. I wouldn't say he's a straight antagonist. I don't know. It'd be some some other word I'd put on it, but yeah, just we're, like mainly we're because arguing we're, over details though, so it really yeah, doesn't matter. Mainly because they're the names on, on the title. We're supposed to root for him, and anything that like slows them yeah. down is something that we're not supposed to like. I guess. In the same way, where like the bureaucrats who are like, you can't in a go weird up. place. He really is, and of course, like most people are like, you're not Captain America. <laughs> you yeah. know that whole thing. They knew that was going to come across when he first shows up. Oh yeah, and this will, I imagine, we'll see him again. I feel bad. I just, I don't. I think it's just him. I just don't like him. Yeah, like the actor. I hate saying that. I just don't. I didn't like him. What's his first name? I know he's Kurt Russell's kid, but uh, Wyatt. Wyatt Russell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I dug him. You didn't. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty uh, big part of the show. So if that's like a ding, then it's like, yeah, this might not be yeah. that great. Um, what other aspect of the show do you want to talk about? I mean, there's not. <sighs> um, that's the thing. Okay, did you like the? Okay, so there were down parts in the movie where they're kind of just talking. There's a lot of like. There's episodes of that. Sharon Carter? Oh my god, Sharon Carter. They've done an interesting thing with her for sure. It's like she's she's very much gotten a lot more dimensions to who she is. Yeah, I'm glad you say that because like when she showed up and all of a sudden I'm like, oh Sharon Carter's back. And the funny thing, I always make fun of her sticks because like in when Civil War was coming out, there was a bunch of like promotional art. A lot of like, I have this big like canvas thing in my living room that Manisha got me. It's based on concept art and it has Sharon Carter there, part of the main battle with her batons. And so I was like, finally, she gets her batons. <laughs> but as you said, a more three dimensional character is here a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit where I'm like, she's bitter, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I was trying to look something up, but um. <laughs> but no, that's something. I'm saying that is something good. I enjoy the fact that she shows up and she's not just, "Hey, I'm back, guys. It's me, Sharon Carter. Remember me? Here I am. What and what do you need to know? Who do I need to hit with my baton?" But no, she's has a chip <laughs> on her shoulder, and it makes sense. And I kind of like that. I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes you more interesting to me, you know, than you were before, where you're just kind of like, I'm an agent person. She she even more than like, I don't know. This is kind of weird, but like John Walker, like we were talking about, you. I feel like you're meant to have these super mixed feelings on her. But honestly, Sharon, I came away with these like super mixed feelings, like almost through the whole thing, because she'd be like on the phone talking to somebody, like, and it's like, is she like straight up like <laughs> doing stuff behind these guys' back that's like impeding everything they're doing, but at the same time like helping them. Because that's the way it kind of came across Like by the end of the show. I was like, is she like setting everything up in the background and like that's not being explored? 
Yeah. Like when they talk about like her as a power broker, I'm like, yeah, it's like every time it feels like she's like kind of scheming behind their back. And then at the same time, she gets comes to their face and is like, I'm your buddy. I'm your pal. I'm here to help. But then it's like, is she? Because she does help. Yeah. But yes, yeah, that's why I like came across really like mixed. And, you know, obviously the after credit scene was like, okay, <laughs> she's. Yeah. Is she fighting whatever her own she people? is? <laughs> Like, is she sometimes, like, fighting her own people? Like That's what I'm saying. Yeah, where it's like, is she killing her own men? Where, it like, sounds like she hired the one guy, right? In that last that yeah. last episode? Yeah, they she hired so, Batrock. <laughs> yeah. And so, but did she hire him to, like, fight, you know, like, fight Bucky or... I think it was that she Falcon hired him or? to keep an eye on the on a, the the flag smashers, but I don't know what really to what end. Honestly, it didn't it didn't seem like that really amounted to too much. Because yeah. he definitely ended up helping them. Yeah, so, he helped them way more than he yeah. helped her. <laughs> you very much come away like not knowing whose side she is. At least that's how I did. So yeah. I'll just say it: the plot is one of the worst things about this show. Yeah. That's that's one of the things I like a lot of the any plot stuff, where you but... come away not knowing, like having all these questions that we have. To me, like that's a big red flag that you're done something wrong. Yeah, this isn't Tenet. This isn't even like Inception or The Matrix, where you're supposed to have some <laughs> questions. These are these is no. Should... These are just like who's doing what. Like those are the worst. Yeah, exactly. This is supposed to be a pretty. This is honestly a pretty straight. Should be a pretty straightforward plot. There's just the way it's staged. Sometimes I'm like. They so throw a lot of caveats into it. They they have their agenda things that we talked about at the top of this, and then they have stuff like Sharon Carter, where it's like she's not she's not just a character returning, trying to like redeem herself. Instead, she's like gotten this new like <laughs> underground life, and yeah. like we said, she's some kind of like power broker. It's like I don't know. I keep saying power broker, but like that's what they say. So yeah, it's what it's I just what it, don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah <laughs> it sounds like she's like an underground boss like she's running like an underground like crime <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i don't know syndicate or something um isaiah bradley is one of the other big characters who uh who is a factor in the show he's mainly like for the most part he's the he's kind of stirs in uh sam a lot of the uh kind of like the the conflict, like the racial conflict or something yep. within. I think he's the one who really stirs that. Um, honestly, a lot of that stuff I, I didn't mind. There was one scene I was like, it felt like it was thrown in and it felt ridiculous. I think you know what I'm gonna gonna say. It, it's this, what, what do you think I'm gonna say? Where no, like, go ahead. <laughs> it's the scene where they're in the neighborhood and and Bucky and Sam are just having an argument and the police show up and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Is he bothering you, sir? I'm like, that was like the first or second episode. Honestly, it's like, regardless to what, uh, rather of what you think, this isn't like, I felt like I was watching Lovecraft country, which is a show that's like based in the fifties. Like, this is come yeah. on. Is, sir, is he bothering you, sir, sir? It's like, it, this no. felt, really tacked on there's some other things that are brought up regardless that's a perfect example to me where it's like that's not something you should just make a statement in a show that's something that requires a lot of discussion like 
Yeah, Racial issues serious. are not one-sided, and I, I hate it when people are just like, America sucks. They're the most racist, terrible country. It's like, it's not that simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, ha- hate exists. We can admit that, but it's not that simple as just the stars and stripes represent hate. It's like, it's not that simple. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I, 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 it's not I the can... kind of issue you should bring up in that way. Yeah, I, I agreed. And and as far as like a lot of the uh, the debate or whatever, whether it's um, immigration or whatever that happens in the show, I thought that that argument, the one about, you know, what does it mean for him to be Captain America? I thought it was the most well handled. I'm not 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 I'm not even saying well handled, but in a place where I'm like, I yeah. see the two sides here between Isaiah Bradley's influence and what Sam's heart is telling him and what kind of Steve put in him and all that stuff and where he lands at the end of the whole, you know, we helped build build this country. I'm going to fight for it and all that stuff. I felt that was the one when he said that, that was the one thing, you know, after all my complaining, that was the one thing I could definitely agree with. It was like, to me, that's more of a level headed thing to say. It's like, yeah, even though there may be mistakes in this country, it's like, this is our country. (laughs) I'm Mm going to fight for it. And it's like, okay. You know. Yeah, there's some optimism here. I think there it's not all we are we're all terrible. There was that that scene where, you know, Isaiah Bradley's like, they will you're gonna tell the truth. What are they gonna do about it? And you know, they will arrest me and I'll end up right back where I started. And where he take I was an emotional part actually. We take some to the Captain America uh tribute museum or whatever it is, and yeah. they actually have a tribute to him. I was like, Okay, that that's that's very nice and uh, that's actually a very emotional um moment. And uh to address that the pain in that way and him to have kind of come out the other side uh, with some hope. Um, I think that's important. It's important for Captain America. Like it's important for him to land there and to be like, this is Captain America. He is, should be a symbol of hope. And for him to give hope to someone like that, I thought was very, uh, I thought that was very well done. Um, and so it's, uh, there, there's certain parts like that are like, yeah, that's nice. And other parts where I'm like, guys, <laughs> It, where again, that cop showing up, it felt like it was out of a B movie. It felt like cheesy in a way, you know. It's like stupid, but it felt like cheesy. Like, this is a current issue. Let's do it. Yeah, it almost felt like an SNL like, sketch. I don't know, <laughs> or like yeah. Uh, but and it didn't know. feel like it even was supposed to be in that scene. It felt like it was added later. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of t- I don't know any of this, but there's a lot of talks. Uh, that are like it's on the internet and stuff about how there's a lot of stuff that were cut there's like i I don't i'd like to see confirmation of this i don't think we'll ever get it but a lot of stuff that maybe should have been cut yeah maybe or stuff that was added in because of the stuff that got cut apparently there was like going to be some sort of uh chemical warfare like virus kind of uh kind of thing that was happening that there's a lot of signs of that but apparently it may have got me or may have not gotten cut so I, i don't know but if that's the case, I, I could kind of feel it. You know, you feel like there was some stitching going on, you know, a little bit of Frankensteining mm-hmm. here, but, but I, I don't know. Like, okay. So I feel like I want to talk about some cool stuff, <laughs> you know, the guy was in uh, alias, which guy has been in a lot of stuff. Guy oh, Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him in alias. He's like her uh, original partner. Cagney and Lacey. 1981. Wow. It's also in that show. He's a lot young. He's a he's 
often doing this thing where he takes on makeup. Uh, Dr. Sleep, he plays Dick Halloran, which is an older man. And he's like, does this really good impersonation of him? But he has a bunch of old old person makeup on. He's not as yeah. not quite as old as they make him look in this or that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's just his thing. Pretty old. Yeah, he's, he's old. But born in 51. Yeah, he's old. Just not that old. <laughs> he was born. 70. He's 70. Yeah. That's pretty old. <laughs> that is pretty old. He's born in 51, so he's 70 this year. Wow. <laughs> um, the action here he is looks really good cool. for. He looks better for his age, I think, is what you mean. He looks great. It's like Sam, like Sam Jackson. He looks. He was in Men of Honor. That's probably his oh, most wow. well known. Um, the action. The action's really good when it yeah. when it's happening. I think the last scene. I mean, the action was just wonderful. Awesome. Like, the whole thing with the helicopter. That was that was really cool. Yeah, fantastic. It, I love the whole the wing and shield setup is great. I was yeah. wondering how they were going to do that. Really cool yeah. animantium wings that give them to them by the Wakandans. Yeah. Great. I think it's kind of a cool thing too, like um, Falcon like taking over and he was the one like there early on when Cap's like running around in circles. <laughs> he's oh, running yeah. around and they had that uh -huh. whole like, you know, interaction and then you're left. Know, he's the one to take over and just, I don't know. It was a good, good kind of thing. It's like you could have kind of seen it coming. You you look back on Marvel and you do see that they have set up a lot of this, and we just didn't realize it at the time. Obviously, yeah, of course. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, very cool. I I definitely got a giddy feeling seeing him in the suit. It just it's just awesome. That's just one of one of those things where you see a hero on screen and it looks cool. You get that your your child like kind of wells up inside of you and you're like, this is, this is awesome. And so like, it was cool to get that, especially like when you're getting introduced to a new hero, which this is kind of how it feels like he evolved like a Pokemon when they evolve into a new form. So what, what is this? What is this cap called? Is there anything special? It's just an incarnation it's of Captain cap? America. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if there was a special version since it was like, he had the Falcon wings too. It was like, yeah, <laughs> Captain Falcon America or something. No, yeah, it's just one of those awesome. legacy things where he's like, he's Captain America now. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you look, it, awesome suit. It's crazy that like, you know, when you see, when you're like, you see a new suit introduced in a TV show. Is that like, a completely uh, new suit or is that, has that been around? It's new for this, but uh, that's how he looks in the comics when he is Captain yeah. America. It's okay. pretty much exactly it. Cool. <laughs> awesome. The whole animantium aspect of it is really cool it like adds to the believability and definitely levels him up too which is cool because he's not going to take the serum so that's a cool way to like level him up to where it's like the helicopter's freaking crashing down on him and mm -hmm. he just uses wings that the helicopter just dings yeah. off him that's cool mm -hmm. a lot of cool ways to use those wings like when the when carly punches the shield and he, he can't just stand there like captain america and just through it he puts yep. his wings down and digs them into the ground to give that sort of like, you know. And he uses his jets too. Yeah. 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 Awesome stuff. Um, uh, I don't really know have much more to say. <laughs> Do you? No, I just, uh, yeah, I think uh, they missed a mark in, in a few ways for me. And they, uh, they went in some directions. I just, I wish they hadn't. Um, but. 
you know, there's 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 a lot of good things in there. It's it's not a bad show for me. It's just I would have scripted it differently. I would have gone in different directions. I would have spent time on other things. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I'm kind of again a little warmer than you, but a lot of it is I feel that you know when Cap and uh, well, you know, Falcon at the time at the show and Bucky are doing cool stuff and doing action stuff. I'm like, all right. But sometimes, you know, when that flat, when the flag smasher stuff is happening, it's felt my eyes kind of glaze over and me feeling confused. And uh, <laughs> that's not great. We didn't talk about Zemo. No, you who knows everything should not be confused <laughs> about Marvel. <laughs> I don't know, dude. We're getting into the weeds here to where it's like, I, I, no, I don't mean about all the comics, but it's like oh. you're well versed in like the film universe. So it's like if anybody shouldn't be confused in what's going on in that universe, yeah. should shouldn't be you. So yeah, just you know, it's one of those things where sometimes I feel like you know you could have done this storyline, but maybe you should have picked something else as far as like your villain or whatever, as far as the main threat. Mm-hmm. I feel like that can. I can say a lot, man, when you pick the wrong villain and you're just like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You lose a lot of interest when the villain is just kind of like, oh, man, especially when it's like supposed to be kind of complex, but you just don't feel it. Like, it's one thing to have like a really simple villain, like the villain from Shazam, for instance, where he's like a really simple villain. You can kind of take him or leave him. But you get it, and you're just like, okay, fight him, go. But with this, you're like meaning to empathize, and you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, all right, <laughs> okay, all right, you know. <laughs> so it, it kind of dings the, the thing in a way, like the never sh- want your audience saying what you just said. Yeah, no, you know, you don't. But a lot of stuff I liked. I, I like the again, I like the performances from a. Uh, from Sam and Buck, you know, I mean, the actors who played them, but and I like them in this, but it's just certain stuff just didn't quite land. But yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. So Loki's coming up next, right? Wow. Already. That's crazy. Yeah, when, I mean, when is that? That's in June. So we do have a, a period, a, a month okay. <laughs> to kind of. To kind of recoup from uh, when's from uh, Black Widow? Is that coming up before that? No, I think that's July. Yeah, it's July. It's coming after or during. Mm-hmm. Oops. Um, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but Marvel Studios today released this big. I guess you can call it a featurette or something. Or it was kind of like a. It was all over the internet on like the social media pages that Marvel posts. Basically, what it is, it's to hype people back to going to the movies. It's uh, they do this whole thing with Stanley giving a speech about what it means to be together. That's your, you know, be with your brother and your sister and being together and all that stuff, and showing a bunch of clips from the MCU. And like, then they start showing uh, stuff for they start showing like basically Phase Four. They're like, here's a clip from Black Widow. Here's a clip from Shang Chi, and they showed a brief little clip of uh, the Eternals. And um, there's a poster on the IMDb page for ooh. the Eternals. It's like all of them in uniform. Sweet. Let me check that out. And then they showed all their other movies. They 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 said what the title of uh, the Black 
uh, Panther movie is going to be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And uh, the new Captain Marvel movie is going to be called The Marvels. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I see it. I haven't watched it. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's cool. It's like they're it's pretty hype. They're they're hyping up going back to the theaters and it's kind of good to see. It warms my heart a little bit and it, you know, it's crazy. They're, the the year is almost up and we have Eternals is this year. That's just crazy. It just doesn't seem four. like it's going to be this year. Four. We have four this year. This last half of the I year. forgot the Eternals was this year. I remembered Spider-Man, but... Yeah. Crazy, right? It just feels like a movie that's just been coming for so long. Yeah. It's just never going to get here. <laughs> Same thing with, like, Doctor Strange. Like, that feels like it's never going to come right now. 2000... Is it next year or the year after? I think it's next or year. Or Love and Thunder. Like, that's another one. I know. It's, like, it's never going to come. Never, never. It's just, it's yep. just, uh, it's a hypothetical movie. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, never coming. Never. Fantastic <laughs> Four, forget about it. <laughs> oh man, that one even more so. Yeah, that one's the last one. They have dates for every single one of these movies in their little trailer, like dates, solid dates. But no, it's a TBA for uh, Fantastic Four. I mean, that's probably. I assume gonna be... they're just going to get a whole new cast. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going <laughs> to be in two thousand twenty-four. Such a weird thing. Yeah. It's weird that that one's gotten like three. It's kind of like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either way, I remained super jazzed for for Marvel and what's coming yeah. next. And The yeah. Eternals, Spider-Man, just I don't know why I'm 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 kind of lukewarm on Black Widow. Like I want to see it. I I guess I've just seen the promotional stuff for too long now and it's just I'm not as excited as I was before. I mean, I definitely look forward to seeing it, but I don't know. It's just, it's like you've beaten me down with too much material. I just, <laughs> uh, just, I, just release it already. I think it's that, and I think it's a bit of the prequel thing. I think that, that for me, that's definitely yeah. it, to where it's like, that doesn't help. You're not hyping up a character that we're going to see more for. We're building towards a future. The future has culminated for this character. Mm, yeah. And yeah. And so. It's kind of a weird thing. They didn't handle that well. Yeah, with like Solo, I I like Solo. I'm one. Of, I'm like one of the outliers that like Solo. But it's a weird thing to be like. Here's this prequel for a character who just died and mm -hmm. will no longer be relevant in this universe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I, I, it's probably going to be a similar kind of enjoyment. I kind of depend. I mean, it could be better, but watching it. Iron Man is the way it should be handled. <laughs> it's yeah. just the perfect. Build, crescendo, end. <laughs> Linear storytelling is how this this franchise has always usually been for the most part. And except for obviously going back for Captain America, go back for Captain Marvel. But these are characters that are alive. Anyways. Yep. Anywho. Yeah. I'm looking Did you forward see there to was like a billboard that a group had paid for to bring back Iron Man? Yeah. It was like on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> I did see that. I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessary. Change.com or change.org. <laughs> All right. Let the man sleep. He can rest. You can rest, <laughs> Tony. You can rest. I don't know. The movies he's done since then. Ugh. You mean Dr. Doolittle? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that it? Exactly. 
That's all yeah. that needed to happen, Jordan. That was pretty horrible. Bring back Iron Man. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Man. When do I sign up on Change.org? All right. <laughs> Robert Downey, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> I still believe he could be in something worthwhile that does not have the Stark name attached to it. Uh, I hope Game so. of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. It could be a Stark there. Anyways. Maybe something that hasn't played out eight seasons and crashed into the earth (laughs) yeah no way (laughs) anywho i guess that does it for our show we'll be back uh next week i don't know what we're talking about next week but i'm sure we'll figure something there's so much stuff coming man there's so much stuff coming there really is games shows they're gonna be virtual but you know i hope by the end of the year we have at least one live like convention of some kind I know. I think we can get there. We can get there, world. We can do it, guys. Let's do it. Let's pull our. <laughs> let's pull it together. Football's supposed to be back 100. percent The NFL said 100 percent capacity next season. So if Dang. they can do it, South by Southwest can do it. <laughs> we got not, E3 coming up. That's some video game stuff, right? We got E3 happening. Yep. But it's not. You know, it's a digital E3. But. Announcements, man. That's what it's all about. Announcements. Give me those sweet Zelda announcements. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.